This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. This past Sunday, parts of Mississippi got walloped by a deadly tornado outbreak, and the governor even issued a state of emergency. Now is we're in that that critical time of cleanup, and it's time to figure out how you're going to get these things repaired, how to choose a contractor. Also, we're going to answer some of your general home improvement questions. All you've got to do is call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing today? Jeff? I'm I'm doing great. Pam, I'm pretty good. I mean, uh, um, man, you really guys are slow on the trigger finger. Mississippi, my goodness, what a horrible Sunday it was for some folks. Oh, it was it was awful. I was I was here working at the station uh, announcing the tornadoes the day of, and it, it was more than I could say. I mean, there were just more going on at the time than I could even get to. Um, it was some really, really rough destruction and some some storms we've not seen in quite a while as far as their intensity. Absolutely. And then uh, there was a, kind of a, a double thing here where they where uh, one of the tornadoes ran the same path of the previous giant tornado. So uh, we had some really, really bad stuff happen this past uh, Sunday. And there are people around trying to get their lives back together, but a lot of homes are really, really messed up. There's going to be a lot of work to be done out there. Am I right, folks? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was some severe storms that we have not seen uh, in, in a while. In fact, I am in Cleveland, Mississippi, this morning, and um, there are there are uh, electric poles up here just snapped off. Really? Uh, yeah, about about ten or twelve feet up, they are just snapped right off. Uh, now that that takes a heck of a force to do that. That's true. That's true. It's amazing. Well, uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by those tornadoes that came through uh, the state on Easter Sunday. Um, now, here's here's where we are. Uh, if you are in a place where right now, you know, after a storm first comes through, you're kind of uh, getting through the shock of it all first. But once you do that, you got to get your act together. And, uh, you know, a couple of things that you want to do as you do that, uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Are you guys still working on things right now? What's going on, Pam? Well, interestingly enough, I know later in the show we're going to be talking about toilets. But mm-hmm. I walked in from drinking my coffee uh, middle of last week and heard running water. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And uh, had I not been home, I'd been calling Jeff on an insurance claim. Right. Because my toilet had had uh, the back tank split from the top to the bottom. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it was not a small. And, you know, it's funny. I heard it. I heard something break. And I was like, I wonder what that is. Huh. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, um, Yeah, and it was the toilet. So uh, I'm in the middle of... Um, 
And I, Jeff, I'll throw this one out to you as well. I, I looked at, you know, I try to look at everything. Okay, this is really horrible, and I'm, I hate I'm having to go through this, but what's the good news? And the good news is that I've always wanted a bidet. Well, there you go. <laughs> silver, well, there, there's the silver lining. Yeah, the silver lining. So I got on the phone with my, uh, my buddies up at Car Plumbing. Uh-huh. And uh, we worked out purchasing a uh, toilet with a bidet seat, and it will be in. I've been told it'll be in tomorrow. You know, that's so amazing. I will, um, I will let you know how that goes on that install. Well, you know, this is what everyone needs to uh, needs to realize. Um, and I think I said this a couple, two or three weeks ago. We have more chances of filing a homeowner's claim now than we did prior to this quarantine for the simple reason everyone's at home now right there's more opportunity for a water leak there's more opportunity for a fire uh so everyone needs to be real careful uh insurance claims will go up when when we're home more Wow, that is that's that's something else, you know. I mean, uh, I, I yes, uh, I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, all the people inside, you know, you're. I know this. Uh, people are cooking a whole lot more, which has to lead to more house fires. Um, the good thing is, is that we're we're warm, so the the heaters aren't jacked up this time of the year. Thank goodness, or we'd be in more trouble. Well, and Jason, it's funny, uh, Jeff, it's funny you should, you should say that. So um, I got a call the other day from some friends of mine, and their dishwasher wasn't draining. So I was walking them through, you know, that the drain and how it should be installed and what could be the problem and how to check the sump. And right. we were going through that whole thing. And he actually said, he said, you know, we're not eating out. We're cooking a lot. Right. So we're using our dishwasher a lot. And it, the crazy thing, maybe it hasn't been draining for a long time, but it's not draining now. <laughs> you just would have never noticed because you weren't there long enough. Right. Because we weren't washing a lot. Of, and, I'm, you know, I noticed the same thing. I'm trying to not use a lot of paper products. Right. So I'm using a lot of dishes and my dishwasher's running, you know, at least once a day. Where before I'd run it maybe twice a week. Right. Right. That's amazing. And, you know, um, that's how old was the toilet that you mentioned you were going to get a new bidet system in toilet how old was your toilet I, yeah i love that question you know that there is a stamp on the inside of the tank that Are will you tell serious? you how old that toilet is i had no idea yeah how yeah old? they're stamped in there and this one was from 1996 okay okay so it was it was of the pre small flush revolution so it was one of those yes. larger tanks, and it used like yes. nine and a half gallons per flush? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. And I had to, and it was funny. Um, so I'm going back and forth with Paul on, you know, what kind of toilet I'm going to get. And uh-huh. I'm a small person. I, I'm 5'2 when I stand up real straight. Right. And he kept wanting to sell me one of those tall toilets. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> your I, feet will I, be I swinging back and to forth. Get on that tall toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, uh, one of the things in the news this weekend, guys, and I want to mention this because we've had something about this on the show. There were some monster tornadoes came through in uh, several different parts of the states. But one of the things we found uh, in Moss Point. 
uh, a concrete room saved a Mississippi family of four from the twister. Uh, and Moss Point, a husband, a wife, and two small children took shelter in one of those concrete structures in their home, which doubled as a closet. The entire house was destroyed except for that concrete structure that they had put at their home. Is that not amazing? We we were talking to someone last year, Jeff, if you remember, we were talking to someone last year uh, about building these and bringing them to your home and putting them in and what they could do with wiring up and everything else. And there were these giant pre-made concrete structures that would be put on your property. You know, if you if you didn't have a, you know, a sound tornado plan, one of these things could be put there and there was nothing taking them out. Well, now we've seen it proven that, you know, these folks live through this thing. Uh, when their house was completely destroyed outside of this room. So that was a big testament to uh, getting a separate storm room or cellar or some situation like that. Did yeah, you-, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I remember that. And um, you can get a storm shelter from 2000 to maybe 6000 dollars depending uh we we build them all the time in new construction and a great place for your for your storm room on new construction is in the master closet it's it's a big enough room for the entire family right uh so it doesn't take up any additional space Mm -hmm. and to do that to do that in the front end you, you could have a a nice storm shelter for you know six Six to eight thousand dollars up front, you know, if you do it in the very beginning. Right. Hey, Jeff, can I ask you a question about that? Because I have inspected these before. Um, Is there like a list of um, certifications or something that you have to follow in order for it to be a qualified storm shelter? You know, the the ones we follow are the ones set by um uh you know we we built the two homes for our troops right houses at lake caroline those two houses had storm shelters we received those uh engineered plans and that's what we that's what we build ours off of okay Okay, so Uh, off of because my concern has always been as an inspector i'll go in and the things I'm looking for are like a fresh air vent right. to make sure you should have like an it, AC register, but you also need a well, fresh air vent in case you get trapped in that room. Yeah, your 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 fresh air vent is real, real easy. Uh, and what and what we do, we use a a three a three inch PVC pipe mm-hmm. in our cinder block wall. We drill into our slab, run our rebar out of the slab, put our concrete blocks down, fill those up with with uh, concrete, and then for our fresh air, we will use a, a PVC pipe. Okay. Well, we uh, Java and I were just looking, and, uh, and uh, it seems we were talking last year to Lee's Storm Shelter. Uh, shelters and how they do it is produce the big concrete box on site and then they move it to your home and set it up somehow. But that that was uh, 
right now after these massive tornadoes, and these things were huge too, it really shows the benefit of having a safe room in your home that you can go to and not have to worry about this kind of situation because it was, there was, you know, I heard some folks talking about the kind of homes that were getting damaged. There is no such thing as a home that a Cat 5 tornado can't take. Um, if you remember, I remember 2001 when uh, a tornado blew through Madison and took out, I don't know, how many brick homes straight to the ground. No big deal. Uh, That's a, right. A big tornado That's has right. no interest in your in your home's building. It, it can take whatever it wants. So um, so be, keep that in mind. And, and when you do think of a home, do think of a storm shelter of some sort. All right. We're going to get back to uh, some calls when we get back. We've got a couple. On, we've also got some folks on email. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Later in the show, we've got some tips to help fix your ailing toilet. The bathroom gets uh, a lot of use. But it's uh, an easy place to ignore when it comes to maintenance. So we'll talk about it and more after the break. Just stay tuned. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So uh, we were going to talk to William there a second ago, but... Uh, if you want to make your call, it's 877-MPB-RING. I do have a an email here for you guys. You ready? Here we yep. go. All right. Yep. If I, and this is so obvious right now, if I clean off siding on the house, uh, the green off the siding, you know, says if I clean green off siding on the house, do I need to turn off electricity to the AC heater unit in that area? Thanks, Julie. So, uh, so what says you, group, or what say no. you? No, no, and 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 this is why um, you don't turn it off when it rains, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Every, now, everything on the outside of the house. Caution, I I will caution everyone on this. You can make anything leak if you put enough water pressure behind it. That's true. So, I like. More elbow grease and less water pressure. Okay. Uh, another thing that we've heard on this show from our AC guy, Timmy from AC Remedies, is do not ever use a pressure washer on an outside AC unit. Uh, the pressure I, washer will bend those little uh, gills that are inside there that keep the, yep. the unit cool, and, and you'll basically destroy your unit if you use a pressure washer on that. So careful on the outside of the house, although everything on the outside of your house was made to work in the weather elements, so you should be just fine, right? All right, uh, so we're going to talk about real quick, we're still talking for a moment about these storms. Um, 
and what's going to be going on now? A lot of people are out there. There's a lot of homes damaged. I think we heard a damage report earlier. It's in the hundreds, but uh, a lot of people looking for work to be done. Now, this is the time when when it gets hairy in hiring a contractor because there's a lot of them going to be out there. And remember, a lot of contractors are already working. Uh, so they might not be able to get to your home today. However, if you're looking for someone to take care of some storm damage for you, um, uh, there there are some things to look for. Check with your insurance company. They know about some people. They ask about your uh, policy coverage and specific filing requirements. Remember to save all your receipts, including those for food, temporary lodging, other expenses, all that stuff. Uh, so check with your insurance company. Another thing... Um, Stay clear of door-to-door offers. I know this is so tempting because these are folks that come to you uh, when when the world has, has like blown your house down and, and everything's up against you. These folks come to you, unfortunately. They knock with claims of leftover repair materials from a job down the street or that uh, do not have a permanent place of business, uh, you know, these things should raise flags for you. If workers show up claiming that your home is unsafe, uh, have a professional inspect it if you're concerned about structural damage. But do ask people, go for second and third opinions, um, and but don't just take the person that walks up to your door and says, I can do this cheaper, and you don't even have to pay your deductible. That's my favorite thing that people say. Right. <laughs> Uh, is it hey, if you come with our company, you, you don't have to pay your deductible. You, you know, deductibles on home insurance a lot of times are around a grand. And that's one of the sales things that people use. You don't have to pay your deductible if you come with our company. Jeff, tell us what's wrong with that. Well, there is a lot wrong with that. And let me tell you why. The insurance, this may be your first claim, but it is by no means the insurance company's first claim. And what I mean by that, they know what it is going to cost. We have a particular piece of software that we use to uh, estimate our cost. So when someone walks up to you and says, hey, I can save you $1,000, $2,500 on your de- deductible, the only way they can do that is cut a corner someplace else or lower their profit margin. Right. So th- they they can magically cannot save that deductible. It's not there. The insurance companies has this down to a science. They pay a fair amount, but your deductible sometimes will end up being the profit on that job. Right. So be, you know, you've heard the old saying, it sounds too good to be true. Mm -hmm. That grandma was right when she said that. Okay. So, all right. Well, I mean, and it's good to know if, and I've heard this offer myself. Uh, I remember years ago when we had uh, hail damage, and someone came to to. Uh, uh, we had about three different people come to the door and say, "Hey, we can repair your roof, and you don't even need to give us the. Uh, you don't even need to pay your deductible." But you know, three separate roofers gave us that, and uh, and that always sounded fishy to me. So. Well, Jason, well, I tell you something you, know, you want to do, too, is um, if somebody comes to my door and gives me that offer, I'm going to walk outside and look at their license plate. <laughs> exactly. Wow. What? Pam, ask yourself this. 
with as many contractors as we have in Jackson and surrounding areas. And we have some very, very good companies in our small town. Why would you hire someone from out of town? It it doesn't make sense. Well, and the biggest thing about that, if you hire from out of town, uh, if there's... Look, there's never been a clean construction job. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when when the construction workers walk away from a job and dust their hands off, it's almost never the last time they see that job because you have to go back and do different things, little things that didn't quite make it right or didn't work out right. You have to go back and do little fixes here and there. Well, if they've moved back to Wyoming, who's going to do those fixes? So uh, hiring and using a local company is very important. Well, that's how you can check your, you can check, you know, I want to know who you worked for, how that work went, how, what your relationship was with your previous clients. Mm -hmm. I think that's real important. And how are you going to research somebody that's loading up and, you know, targeting storms around the country? Because that's what they do. They they look for where the bad weather is going to be and they head in that direction. Right. And if you listen to the show uh, regular, we've talked about how to hire contractors because uh, next to uh, next to having the skills to uh, a project, it's just important to know how to hire the right person for the job. And the place that we start with initially, and if you've never heard this, um, it's the MSBOC. Uh, msboc.us and that's Mississippi, Mississippi State Board of Contractors msboc.us that's where you're going to find some um, you'll also find ones at your local home um, uh, home builders associations in town whichever whichever area you're located in Jackson there's a home builders association fairly close to you that you can call and get a list of numbers of people who are active and licensed and bonded and the whole nine yards so you can find those. Um, there's a, a couple of other places. Yeah, I'd, I'd check some. You, you go for it? Oh, okay. Um, so, so a few tips from the Better Business Bureau. Uh, check with the insurance company. Stay calm. I know you're anxious to get back to normal. We've talked about this before. Uh, everybody thinks that their job is just, you know, a week and a half maybe. Uh, but these are things that take a while. So, if you know, if you've had your roof blown off completely, uh, you might not get a roof in the next two, three days. You know, the contractors are busy. So, remember, it does take time. You've got to have patience in this process, in the process. Uh, and do not be pressured into making an immediate decision because somebody is offering you a, a, a quick deal. This is a long-term impact situation with your home. So, 877-MPB-RING is the number to call. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. It's time for another break. When we come back, we'll take a look inside your bathroom and highlight your toilet. As weird as that is. Spending more time at home, that noisy toilet is probably hitting a nerve. After the break, we'll have a few simple fixes for some common problems. Stay tuned. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. 
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB Public Media app. All right, before we move on, let's go to Chuck in Cleveland. He's got a question about some roof repair. What's going on, Chuck? Good morning, folks. Uh, nice to hear you. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, uh, well, my roof was damaged in the uh, Easter Sunday storm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm missing, I don't know, 20 or 25 uh, of the you know asphalt shingles, it looks like, and I don't think there's any hope of recovering them. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, well, the thing is the roof's about at least 17 years old, maybe, maybe closer to 20. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was in good shape before the storm. And my question is, um, you know, I've already tried to contact my insurance agent. Right. Uh, but we got like a $5,000 deductible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, should I, uh, I'm not having a lot of luck finding folks uh, interested in this job right now uh should i go ahead and do the whole roof or uh just patch what i've got there is there some way to temporarily patch it until i could get for for instance a uh, complete uh new roof well before the before the pros go after this question and i'm sure they're they're willing to get to it there's a reason why those folks are not running to your house to do the job uh it doesn't sound like a full roof replacement and that means there's no money there so and they've got tons of roofs that need to replace right now. Uh, so there's money there. That that may be the reason why no one is interested in doing a smaller job on a roof right now. Uh, what do you What do you guys think, and uh, 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 Jeff and Pam? Um, he, here's my thoughts, um, and it's a two part answer. Here, uh, we'll do the easy one first. You can temporarily patch it with some. Um, Roofing felt, uh, very easy fix. Okay. Now, secondly, you've got 20, 30 shingles blown off. You probably have that, that many shingles that were also folded up and creased. So Hmm. in reality, you might be in line for a new roof. Um, and I don't know if we had hail associated with the storm in Cleveland. Do you know if uh, we did? There was not. And I've just uh, marveled but, at okay. how resilient this roof has been through the years. I haven't yeah. seen any of the, uh, the little sandy stuff coming off or anything. Hmm. But it has well, pulled back it, some of the, some of the it, shingles. Yeah, it's 20 years old, so the roof has done all the shedding. And, and that's, what's, that's what that's called. It, the roof will shed. Uh, and that's where you get your granulars, which is common, uh, with a roof that, that old, you're not going to have that anymore. I would definitely replace the entire roof versus spending money on, on patching. Yeah. So if you're going to have to spend money anyway, Chuck, he's saying, go ahead and do the whole thing. Pam, anything to add? No, I agree with Jeff. I mean, and you know, you may want to. The storm was Sunday. Today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. one of those things where maybe putting a pause on getting something done right away would be uh, very wise. I would give it a little time and let those insurance folks get back to you because if you can put in a claim and pay that deductible, it's going to be a lot cheaper than paying for the entire roof yourself. 
Right. Uh, yeah, I guess that was my. I guess my last question was, um, I, you know, I, I kind of on the on the fence. Uh, what what would a a uh, ranch style, you know, standard medium house roof job go for these days for standard asphalt shingle? What's what's the uh, what's the square footage of your house? Uh, say eighteen hundred. It's just a flat roof. I mean, a, okay, it's, you know, oh, standard it's a small roof. house. Small. Yeah. Um, gosh. And you have a five thousand dollar deductible, so right. Uh, you might uh, you're going to be close on that on that deal, right? Yeah. You, you probably six to eight thousand dollar roof, right? But I mean, what do you think my chances are with an insurance agent? Oh, that's a loaded question. I mean, <laughs> um, twenty uh, fifteen to twenty year old roof, twenty or thirty shingles blown off. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, I've got that on silent. I don't know why it keeps ringing. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, man, there's, I I, I can't answer that. Well, can I I follow up with Uh, one last thing there? Does it matter to the insurance people if it was an officially declared tornado or just straight line wind as far as wind damage to your roof goes? Well, it doesn't matter to them. The only thing the insurance company looks at is if it was a, what we call a catastrophic event, meaning 500 claims or more, I believe that's the number, it may be 300, uh, then when it turns into a what they call a cat claim, the advantage to us as policyholders, that does not go against our record of, of number of claims. Huh. So, right. And it's real easy to know that if your claim number starts with the three letters C A T. Interesting. How, how would you find yeah, that something, out? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, One well, of the things you, I would recommend that you do as well, if you're going to go with replacing your roof or however it happens, make sure whoever is doing that replaces the flashing. Right. Because that's the place oh, that absolutely. they will cut their corners and they'll leave the same old boots yeah. and the same old flashing. And that's where, you know, 99% of the leaks happen is at flashing or plumbing yeah. boots. Now, I, I will caution you on this. A lot of your insurance companies are not paying for flashing. Mm. But, uh, they're, they're really tightening their belt. Um, call your agent. Ask them if this storm was considered a cat claim or not. Right. So Ooh, that, inside. That, will, that, that would give me enough ammo to let me know if I wanted to file a claim or not. All right, a little inside industry in the, in, information there for us. Dick, I'm one more. What, what about this thing called the masthead that uh, you know goes through the roof and into your electrical box? Yeah, um, that's, that thing is awfully old and looks kind of cracked up there where the rubber is. Is that an expensive item to replace? No, if it's just the flashing around it, it's not. Uh, but that's that's your your weather head on your on your electrical meter, correct? Yeah. It just looks like the, it's the power line. I'm the sorry. power line hooks onto it. Right. Right. So it's the feed-in okay. for the power line. Okay. That's right. 
All right. So uh, thank you very much, Chuck. We're going we're gonna to move on. Uh, I've got a, a question here from email, but if you want to get your call on, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Here we go. Um, from Van, I've broken a double-hung vinyl window. How do I get this fixed? Is this a DIY project sent from my iPhone? Well, we've talked about this before. Replacing windows altogether easily, well, not easily, can be a DIY project. I suggest two people on this project, but uh, it can be a DIY project. What about fixing some uh, uh, broken, double-hung vinyl window? Jeff? Um, If it is the glass that's easily replaced, call one of your glass companies. Uh, if it is actual frame, just order a new sash. Oh. Um, very, very easy to put in. Okay. There's that phone again. I love you, Jeff, really. All right. So uh, <laughs> I can't, can't turn it off. Where's I, that 12 year old? Right, right. Well, no, I'm, I'm on location in Cleveland now. Right. So you really need to start traveling with it. You need to start traveling with a Gen Zer so they can do this stuff for you. It's 50 degrees, so I have my heater going inside my truck. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We were talking uh, the toilet is one of the easiest parts of the house that can cause the most damage. And as Pam mentioned at the first of the show, it it literally can take down your house if you leave it alone and don't notice it. Um, uh, Very important that it is running properly. So here we go. If you've got a noisy toilet, make sure the water supply line is turned completely open. This is, I know this sounds really weird, but there's you know there's that valve below your toilet that you turn on. Well, uh, it should be all the way open, right? There's no reason for it to just be a little bit open. Open it all the way. Uh, those things don't uh, cost very much. They're not a big deal. Just go ahead and open it all the way. Uh, and make sure the water supply lines turned open. Some fill valves, Balcock, can easily be disassembled and cleaned if necessary. But let me tell you, if one of these valves goes bad, meaning the one at the wall that you turn to turn the water on, you can turn the water off at, at the street and replace that valve for about six bucks. I mean, complete brass. You can replace it for nothing. It's not a big thing, and you can do that. Um, a lot of them screw on to the pipe in the wall. So you can you can try that, too. Also, if possible, you can replace the fa- uh, fill valve diagram uh, diaphragm seal. This is possible when when um, Pam, when when your tank on your toilet broke in half, this is probably what actually uh, had a lot to do with that. That seal uh, there, if you tighten the, the tank far enough down onto the bowl. And if the seal is dried and, and, and not pliable, not working properly, you can tighten it too much, and it can crack. Is that What happened with yours, Pam? You know, I think mine was just old. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> it's kind of like me. It's just, you know, it's just, it was old, and it was like it's time for a new one. I think the crack, though, started at the bolt between the tank and the bowl. It's a two-piece toilet. Right, right. And I was looking at that, and I wanted to, okay, now this is a DIY thing here, Jeff, and I know you're going to laugh at me about this. 
But um, I decided that I'm, I've got a guest bathroom and I've got a toilet over there, but it takes me a few extra steps. So I thought, I wonder if I can Bondo my tank and buy a little time. And so I, I, I'm going to put a video up of this, but I bondoed that crack, but I couldn't that, go all the way to the bolt for obvious reasons. Right. Because <laughs> if I bondo yeah. the bolt in place, then I won't be able to take it apart whenever I get my new one. But that seems to have bought me that and a bucket underneath the bolt <laughs> has bought me some time. It's still dripping. Yeah. It's not gushing. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. I, I don't want to. I, I I don't want to laugh, but I, and and we can see each other, okay? <laughs> but think about what think about what you just said. Uh, I'm going to risk, and whatever your um, deductible is, plus having to call my insurance company file a claim. I'm going to risk this on a three hundred dollar commode. Yeah, well, now, I see, I knew you were going to do that. So what I do is I fill the tank up, and then I turn the valve off. <laughs> oh, wow. And again, again, I'm, those valves are not designed to be turned on and off. So now, not not only am I going to flood my bathroom, I'm going to flood the entire house. Right. Because now the the valve, the valve, the valve is going to malfunction. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you in business. Jim. I was about to say that. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to call the office and get on the books and just tell them I'm fixing to have a claim in the I'm future. I'm fixing to right. have a claim. <laughs> well, it's funny because we've talked about those valves before on the show where you turn it off at the wall, and they're only good for about one to two turns before they've got to be right. replaced. They're cheap. They're, they're they're not made of anything. A lot of them, if well, you my actually... Valve is, my valve's an overachiever right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Another thing you can do, folks, that that you can do for like under $15, if you look inside the toilet and you see that it's got one of these old bulb things, one of these giant kind of like it's a big wire going to like this rubber balloon thing that is how the, the toilet works. There's so much a better way than that. And you can get it done. You can fix this. You can change the inner workings of that toilet tank. No, it's not gross. The only thing that goes in that tank is regular water. Uh, but if you you can change that for under fifteen bucks. Fluid Master makes a kit that you can put in there and replace all the kind of inner workings of your toilet. So if you've got uh, you know a leak, something like that, whenever you've got like a regular leak on a toilet, like it's constantly running, something like that, you can almost always trace that down to a rubber gasket of some sort, either the flapper or the gasket in between the tank and the bowl. Um, These things can be followed, but you can get a kit, like I said, Fluid Master, something like that. You can get a kit, and you can uh, put that in there for about 15 bucks, and basically have a brand-new working toilet. So give that a try. It is something you can do at home. No, you don't have to make a mess, and no, it's not icky like taking a toilet out. So there you go. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. 
This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. So uh, this morning we've been talking about all sort of uh, things regarding the toilet and fixing things from damage from the storm. Got a couple of other questions in here. One uh, sent, uh, couldn't go on the air with us, but is there an inverter switch that can be installed that will allow a portable generator into the fuse box to power select circuits like the refrigerator? Uh, Actually, yes, there is. There's something very specific called a transfer switch. And this is what you're looking for. Any any electrician is going to be, you know, probably experienced in, in installing these. It's made for exactly what you're asking for. Power goes out. You can either buy an automatic transfer switch. They cost more. Uh, which which uh, when your power goes out, it comes on and, and kind of, you know, takes care of a certain number of circuits in your home. Or you can have it a manual where it's a, a, a switch that you flip. You go out to the uh, go out to the box after you've lost power, flip a switch and, and, and your generator will take care of putting power back into the home for a certain amount. Uh, Jeff, Pam, is there anything? Am, am I saying that wrong in any way? Um, no, I don't think so at all. We we um, we very often will install a transfer switch in our new homes. Um, we don't do the generator unless the customer orders it, uh, but it's a uh, it's a relatively inexpensive uh, thing that you can do up front if you're building a new home. Yes, uh, and you can also do them. You can also do them on existing. Oh yeah, you can retrofit. I remember my father retrofit yeah. a. Uh, uh, my dad got bored when he was retired, so he started doing things like way over the top. So he bought this Kohler, Kohler generated generator, had it uh, gas fueled, you know, like uh, natural gas fueled, um, sure. and 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 it would come on every Wednesday morning at eight, and and like. It work itself. So they had it worked out. They lost power a lot where they were. Had a lot of trees around power lines. And uh, so every time the storm would come, this generator would kick on and, you know, they'd just stay warm and lit up at night. So maybe that's not the way you should say that. They warm with light on. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the phones real quick. Martha's on the line in Meridian. What's going on, Martha? Hey, um, I have a question about you the kit that you were talking about. Yes, that ma'am. You can change out. Okay. I had to change mine mm-hmm. because the other one was so old it kind of came apart. So I put a new kit in, and it, and it'll flush now. But for some reason, I don't know what I've done wrong. But I have to hold the handle down until it's almost flushed before it'll, or it'll stop. You know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. So uh, what did I do wrong? The flapper has got uh, uh, that is based on the flapper, I believe. Okay. okay. Uh, do you know what the flapper is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you have to cut this flapper down to make it fit? No. Um, nope. I just, I had to kind of double up the chain a little bit because the chain was so long. So I'm wondering if I got, did I get that too short? Well, yeah, you you can make the chain chain too short and the flapper won't go all the way down. Okay. You follow me? Uh, do give the chain some length. Don't give it so much that it'll fall up under there. Right, that's under what the flapper. Okay. Right. Jeff, what what are your thoughts? Uh, Pam, I know you've come yeah, across this. I, I agree with that 100%. One other thing to check, 
there is a nut on the back of that handle. Okay. Make sure that that nut is not too tight. Ooh. Um, All right. There should be a little nylon bushing between the nut and the porcelain tank. And, okay. uh, but, but I, I think you're on the right track and I'm, uh, I'm, uh, impressed that you're working on that. That's, that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. And Hey, you, you know, the reason I say that one of the largest water losses that my company has ever received was from that. You, Jason, you remember the old, and I think you mentioned it earlier, the old plastic black ball with the, yeah. uh, iron uh, uh, rod yeah right well yeah my clients had gone out of the country for two weeks we just remodeled the downstairs of their home Uh they live in north jackson that actual piece of metal rusted so the commode ran all the time well the commode is designed to flush itself but what happened the water stream just hit the tank just right and came through a the little bit of a gap where the handle was. Oh no. Fourteen days of running, water was coming out the front door uh, when I got the phone call. Uh, that's so painful for something yeah. so small, <laughs> you know. So so everyone FYI, as you're going on vacation when we finish this quarantine cut your water off it's real simple that's a great point oh got in another call here jeff and and we've mentioned this before on the show but it's a fantastic method very cheap uh easy to do to figure out what's going on with your world use food coloring to help trace leaks in the toilet yep. uh, you can you can do that even with uh now if you you know don't you got to worry about staining i guess but uh kool-aid i guess would do the same thing you know, looking looking for for wherever that water is coming out of a different color, uh, that's a good idea. You can see if you've got leaks going on. Um, and you know, talking about because you had asked me earlier, Jason, about how old is the toilet? You can mm-hmm. take the lid off that tank and uh-huh. look down in there and see. And a lot of times, if that toilet is, I don't know, Jeff, what do you say, twenty five, thirty years? Um, if those bolts are that old, mm-hmm. yeah. there's going to be rust. And so inspecting that on a regular basis is a really good idea. Once those components, you know, and shame on me for not doing that, because <laughs> that's what happened is the bolt, for whatever reason, created pressure. I hadn't touched it. I hadn't touched that thing in 20 five years well and 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 it created a leak well pam it's it's so interesting because for some reason we believe this particular structure that we put in our home the toilet is is something that lives forever i don't know why we believe that but if you know back in the 90s in the mid 90s a lot of different uh like kind of flushing and gallon per uh standards were set and the older uh, toilets that use nine gallons per flush are no longer, uh, you know, I'm sure they work great, but they're just not as efficient as the new ones. Uh, and you might find putting in a new one just being a better option uh, than one. Well, of the- and, you know, another thing, too, it's amazing we've dedicated the whole show to toilets, right. but I've, I've, I've had this happen before. The porcelain inside that toilet will 
wear out just like everything else. So when the porcelain wears out, it's not as smooth as it is, and that's why you can end up with with uh, clogs in your in your toilet because the porcelain in the throat is starting to. Oh uh, wow! Uh, wear out. Did not even uh, think of that. That's fantastic, Jeff. Um, yes, it will. I've been to I've been to Kohler, the Kohler plant, Kohler, Wisconsin. I know a lot about a toilet. There you go. <laughs> well, good, <laughs> Jeff. You're our new toilet guy. Okay. Dr. Yeah. Toilet. Right. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.